Welcome, everybody, to Double Take. Double Take with Rick and Lori. Timed it again. <laughs> we are professional. We are. Well, we like to think we are. Yeah. So we're going to do part two of what we talked about last week. Yes, we, yes, we are. As soon as we get through fin- finished listening to the music. To the cool music. To Man, cool I wish music. we could listen to the whole thing. Yep. So, last week we talked about the role of women in the church. Mm, well, in, in Christianity. In, in Christianity, in yeah, general. basically, yes. Yeah, and so just to, and if you didn't listen to last, last week, probably be good to go back. And, you know, we were juggling scripture a bit, and we're these two great books that we'll put in the show notes so that if you want to read them, you can read them because they're so good. Right, and before you start, mm-hmm. we are not scholars, and we mentioned well, that, but we're smart. But we're smart, and we're really trying to make sense of this, of what we think is an error in how the church treats women, mm. and or sees women, or sees women. Yes, so that that's the purpose of this mm-hmm. podcast. That's the purpose of us sitting here trying to make sense of this. And please, if you have something you want to contribute, go to our website. Or, or just comment in the on the actual page on the Spotify yes. or our podcast page. Yes, you can do that too. Or yeah, comment on Facebook, or uh, you can contact us that way, email whatever you want to do, because we want to know what you think. And maybe some of you disagree, but don't be mean, and don't be <laughs> arrogant, and why don't you, be. Why are you assuming that they're going to do that? They well, listen to us; they're not arrogant or well, mean or rude. Well, I, I, not you. <laughs> but other people that we've had on Facebook who've said not yeah. really nice things. Yeah, I mean, and this is not about making people mad. This is no. about examining what Scripture says mm-hmm. and tr- trying to find the truth in the interpretations that we have. Mm-hmm. Well, and as always, and as Lee, you like to say, you know, Holy Spirit has moved in. He's going to talk to you. Yes. So we get to listen to Holy Spirit and let him teach you and you know what if you don't agree with us that's fine fine. we don't we don't agree with us five years ago either we're we're constantly it's all about growing and listening and um but giving each other grace so take what you like and get rid of the rest and that's fine or don't listen at all that's fine with us no we want you to listen not if you don't agree and not if it upsets you don't listen don't listen to him yes no do okay anyway See what I mean about women? <laughs> and again, part of this thing is we we think that um, it was the early, early 20th century when all this stuff started changing. Yes. Actually, probably earlier than that. Yeah. So it, this is not, because we live in America in, in, the tw- in the 2000s, 2023 right now, you know, it doesn't mean things were always like this. So we think that this is the way we are now is the way church always was and the way scripture was always interpreted. And there's, that's just not true. It's just not true. Context is huge. Yes. Context, culture, all of that. We believe that the Bible is God's. It's inspired. Inspired. Mm. And, but the translations Mm. are the problem. And everybody who interprets scripture, it, I mean, it's your own, you put your own bent on it without right. knowing it. And so we can do the best we can with yes. what we know in, of history, and but always going back to the character of God. I think that's, if it doesn't sound like Jesus behaved, then we need to rethink it. We do. So what we sort of ended up 
where we ended up at last week was, um, and I'm in this book on purpose, which is right here. And again, I'll put it in the show notes so that if you want to get it, it's excellent. Um, she was talking about, um, you know, all of these verses about the husband being the head of the wife and all that. And that seemed to be a real stumbling block, especially when somebody says the Bible is clear about that. So if somebody says the Bible is clear, you might want to look somewhere else. Or mm-hmm. read it for yourself. There's Let God talk to you mm-hmm. through what you read in Scripture. Mm-hmm. So this is out of this book we're talking about um, in in Ephesians. Who's the author? Uh, is it not Ephesians? Her name is Julie Zine Coleman. Okay. Zine or Zine, I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Uh, he's talking about... Um, the verse that says, for the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ also is the head of the church, he himself being the savior of the body. And what she's saying here is, um, there is no sense of authority here. Paul is defining headship in terms of self-sacrifice. It, uh, Jesus is the point of the origination. He's the source of our salvation. So it says on this next page, it says, whenever Christ is upheld as the model for husbands to follow, it is not his power, his lordship, and his authority that are presented as the traits to emulate, but his humility, his self-denial, and his servant behavior. Um, and and we use the, he uses the word kafali for head is the, is the root word. Uh, Jesus determines not merely um, not merely the being of the body, but also the fulfillment of its life. Love is explicitly divine, defined in this passage in terms of self-sacrificial service, not in terms of his authority. There is not a hint of hierarchy. Um, and then she goes into, uh, in this passage, uh, you may have noticed Paul gives much more space to the example of the husband's submission than he does of the wife's. Um, Anyway, so that's sort of where we're starting. If, if uh, Well, you, you made me think of something about mm-hmm. husbands love your wife as Christ loved the church. Mm-hmm. And what did he do for the church? Well, he wasn't bossy. He wasn't bossy. He died. He died. He died for the church. It sounds like self-sacrifice and submission and love. Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. So. Authority is not a part of this. Author- Hierarchy is not a part of this. It is not a part of this. Being the head of your wife does not mean you're the master. Uh, that, that makes me insane. Makes me insane. <laughs> I love the, that it makes you insane. This is a fairly new concept for you, it, and you have jumped all over it. It is because of the inequity in it. Be- there's a, there's a mm. woke word. Mm. <laughs> Inequality. Inequality. That one's better. That's better. Yeah. It's the, the, I am not better than you. I am not more important than you. I am your husband and we share life together. Christ is one in me and he's one in you. And there, that has nothing to do with gender roles. And if you go back to Genesis, when the fall happened, mm-hmm. And, uh, and, you know, I'm bad about remembering verses. I remember pretty much what they say. But when it says God is pretty much giving them, here's the consequences of the fall. It wasn't a punishment. It was a consequence yes. because of their choice. And when it says um, her desire will be for her husband, but he will rule over you. Her desire, one, one of the, uh, the scholars that I read said that... Um, her desire is for 
um, there were several different interpretations. You, he talks about pain in childbirth, you, but you will still desire being with him. It'll be worth, you'll take that over the pain in childbirth. Mm. And some of them have said that um, some of the interpretations are you will desire to, con- to control him, uh, but he's going to reign over you. He's going to control you. Uh, or, or your desire, you're going to look to him for your worth and protection rather than God. And, and those things are skewed, but he's going to dominate you. And, and that's what we have. But you know what's true about that? Mm. Is that putting a, a woman in that role and saying those things about how she's going to relate to her husband, he can't meet her needs that way. Mm-hmm. He may be in that position, but he can't replace God in a woman's life. But she's going to want to... She's going to want him to supply that for her, mm-hmm. and he can't. Well, no, and in the beginning, that's not how it was. It God wasn't. met all their needs. God did. So everything got skewed. It got skewed. Mm-hmm. I can no more meet your needs than I can meet my own. <laughs> I need God. Yeah. You need God. This, he's our source together. He's our source together. Yes, and yes. Out, of, out of what he gives us is how we relate to each other, so, ideally. Yes, Yes. yes. Well, we're going to talk about um, what has the role of women become in churches. <laughs> and the first one I have down here is that they get to teach Sunday school. Mm-hmm. Yay. But only until, in some places, only until if there are boys in the class, you know, little kids, when uh, they hit 13, you can't teach. You can't teach. teach boys anymore. No. And how ridiculous is that? <laughs> Does a mother have influence over her 13-year-old son? I certainly hope so. Yes. Mm-hmm. He doesn't leave. I think it has something to do with the, you know, the bar mitzvah, Jewish, you know, when they're 13, they become men. And so that, I've read that that's where it comes from. And isn't that interesting that men in war, Mm. and I've heard stories of men who stormed the beach at Normandy, Mm. when they were laying there dying, they were crying for their mother. Mm. That's how important that role is. Mm. And to say you can't teach him anymore Mm -hmm. is absurd. Mm. Yeah. Well, and how many you see pastors, youth pastors and regular pastors, and the the wife is very much involved in the ministry of the church, mm-hmm. but she's not getting paid. No. And a lot of times people will approach her because they're too afraid to, pro- uh, to approach the pastor. Right. So she is doing ministry. I'm sorry. It's not official, but she is doing ministry. Yes, she is. So. And it's important. Mm-hmm. Well, the other role that women get to participate in is teaching other women to have women's groups. and Yeah, but men can teach women too, so how's that okay? It's not. Oh. Hmm. It's not okay No. to say you can do it, but you can't. Mm-hmm. You can teach women, but she can't teach men. Hmm. That's not okay. I remember being at a church once and we were going to do a Bible study there mm-hmm. at a church that shall remain nameless. Mm-hmm. And there was another woman with us that was also going to be a part of teaching this study. And I remember because it was her church and I remember her asking, you know, is it okay that I help teach this because I am a woman? <laughs> and I remember standing there thinking, are you nuts? Yeah. Why are you asking that? But she had to ask that. Yeah. Well, the and her- they graciously allowed her to. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Anyway. So, so it, that, and that's just a few years ago. So yeah, it's still it's prevalent, prevalent. It's still prevalent in the church today that mm-hmm. this insane 
idea that women can't teach men. Mm-hmm. It's insane. It's never what Paul meant. Mm-hmm. Or you can, I've read in one of these books, I've read so many now, I can't remember now, but um, you can guide something, you, you know, even stand in the pulpit maybe, but you can't call it preaching. <laughs> If you call it guiding or leading something, that's fine. Or you can give announcements. Announcements, yeah. Yeah. But you can't preach. No. So that makes sense. Yep. Ooh. So what are the problems that this view has caused? (laughs) You know, up until now, I mean, some of this might sound sort of frivolous or silly or whatever, Mm -hmm. but let's let's go deeper. Because when you have a foundational belief that men are always over women. And it does become more than just your husband. It becomes men in general. Yes. You have a lot of problems. And one of the biggest problems, I mean, over the last few decades, actually. Uh, no, way longer than that. Okay. Yeah, well, Way longer than that. Well, go ahead. Well, I mean, finish what you were saying. Well, I mean, there's a reason that, that there is so much sexual abuse in churches. Yes. I mean, it is. I mean, just, was it last year or two years ago? Because it wasn't very well um, uh, reported. It, uh, there was a list of of pastors mm-hmm. in a certain denomination. You used the word not well reported. I'm going to use the word covered up. Mm, okay. Okay. And they had a list of pastors that had had um, either allegations or confirmations or uh, even criminal records. There were hundreds, if not thousands of them, in this country that were left where they were because they were the pastor. It was covered up. Mm -hmm. And this denomination was forced to have an audit come in. And, And they finally released the list. And it was in the news maybe for a day or two. And depending on where you look, if you looked on social media and other places, you could find out more about it. But they were always protecting the man. When when you are telling a man you are more important than any of these women, what do you think is going to happen? They're going to be abused. Mm -hmm. And the women are not going to be believed. That's right. So let's carry that one step. Not every woman tells the truth, however. I'll say that. Yeah. Just to say. Just to say. That's true. So let's carry that into the marriage. How many women have put up with emotional, physical, um, spiritual spiritual abuse from a man who thought he should rule over her? And when the woman, well, first of all, <laughs> we got a lot to say about this. Christian women put up with it longer. Because one of the things they're taught when you talk about bad translations, they're taught God hates divorce. And that is not a correct translation. It is not. And you can read it in different versions, but the the meaning is God hates the violence that causes divorce. God hates when a, and it says a man, but it could easily just as well be a woman, treats with with uh, violence the one he promised to love you look it up in several different Holman St- Christian Standard I know has it right now there are lots of versions that are fixing it now the mouth Mal- it's, it's in Malachi everybody knows it yeah. um, so if you think that the God of the universe hates divorce what are you going to do 
You got yes. nowhere to go. You got nowhere to go. So you put up with it and you put up with it and you don't say anything or maybe you do say something and people say, well, you just got to love him more and be some more submission, submissive and ask him to stop. Yeah. And then maybe you might talk to your pastor and hopefully you have a good pastor, but a lot of times you have a pastor that says, well, God hates divorce. So no matter what he does, you have to stay. So who's suffering in this? And what do they do with the man? Well, you should really stop that. Yeah. And how many, you know, and I'm taking this or, to. Or, or he says to her, what are you doing to cause this? Him, right. Oh, what yes. are you doing to cause him to be abusive? Yes. Because it's always on her. Yep. It seems to always be on the woman because the man is in charge. Right. And so you have to respect him and you can't say he's doing anything Now, there wrong. are instances where the women are the abusers. Of course. Yes. There are instances where that is true. And yeah. I know of several. Yeah. So most of the time it's not physical, but sometimes it is. Yeah. yeah. It is. But you know, you hear on the news all the time. Okay. But because of it doesn't matter the gender uh, that causes the abuse. The abuse is the cause of the breakdown of the marriage. Mm-hmm. Now, the breakdown of a marriage is that she loses respect for him and mm-hmm. he sucks the love out of her mm-hmm. and they coexist and that's not a marriage. No. That's not what God wants for marriage. No, God does not want any of his children to be abused. Right. So, what I started to say two I'm times sorry. now. I'm sorry. No, I okay. It doesn't always end this way, but tell me you don't hear on the news about a man murdering his wife because she's too afraid to leave. She's either afraid to leave or she thinks she can't leave because God's against her leaving. You know, that's why Christian women and men stay together longer. Mm -hmm. And you know, if, if you're listening to this and you're in a, 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 an abusive marriage long term, you don't have to stay in it. You don't, you don't, that does not make you a better Christian. What is the verse where was it? Pharisees asked Jesus about divorce, mm-hmm. and he said, "What does the law say? Mm-hmm. What does Moses say?" Mm-hmm. God put a provision for divorce in the law. He did, yes, he did. Yep. And later on, God divorced Israel, and it's the same word. Yes, it's the same word. So, I mean, there's an author, Dr. David Instone Brewer, who's fantastic, and he doesn't have an axe to grind about divorce. He's never been divorced. Nobody in his family's been divorced. He's a he's a rabbinical scholar. He's mm-hmm. fantastic, mm-hmm. Um, and he's got two at least two books on that. Um, so there's a lot. There's a, the life saving divorce, uh, Gretchen Baskerville. There's lots of stuff out there. So that's Joseph, another podcast. Joseph Pote. Joseph J. Pote <clears throat> wrote a book. Excellent. Well, I'll put these in the show notes, but we really need, we're going to do a whole nother, you know, about divorce. But the the point is when you've got that skewed view of men and women, marriages will suffer. Yes. And unnecessarily (laughs) so. People will suffer Mm -hmm. and unnecessarily so. Mm -hmm. Um, So. (coughs) Excuse me. That that is it comes under the topic of marriages failing because of the problem the church has caused by men are the head of the women. Right, and we have had couples come in that have basically the the man comes in and says, "Well, you know, here she is, fix her." Yeah. Because I'm being the man. Yeah. And I want to punch him. <laughs> Not more than me. <laughs> Another byproduct of this 
um, of this, um, what's the word? Um, distortion. Distortion, but the, the, the movement is called, one is egalitarianism, the other one is... Complementarianism. Com- one of the problems with complementarianism... You want to explain them again? You, you explain it so much better than I do. That complementarianism means men and women have different roles, and that men is the head of the household. Yeah, except that's supposed to be equal. Yeah. They have different roles that are equal, except he's in charge. He's so in I charge. don't understand yeah. that. And it just means he does works outside the home, and she does <laughs> the work inside the home and raises the kids. And or sometimes she's she's employed. It's yeah. not just that, but no. it's he's the one. He's he's in charge. And the other one is egalitarianism. And that means you share equal responsibility. You you share mutuality. Mutuality. That's the and word. I'm mutual for. submission and mutuality. Yeah. So the result of this sort of um, separation from how men and women view marriage is a total breakdown in communication. How do you see that? I see that as women being afraid to talk about what bothers them. Mm. Women being afraid of talking about what problems. Um, this relationship has caused for her so she doesn't have the freedom or she's not in a safe place where she can talk about this and because of the religious aspect of this she can't talk to her her friends Mm. because she's supposed to suffer in silence yeah well you can't you can't talk to church friends right sometimes the world seems to understand this better than Organized religion sometimes. And that is a total shame. Mm-hmm. That is a shame yeah. that women do not have a safe place to talk about what's going on because some of them get beaten up when mm-hmm. they talk about it to their husband, mm-hmm. both verbally mm-hmm. and physically and emotionally. Yeah, you say anything, you know you're going to pay for it later. Yeah, yeah. I've had somebody say that in my counseling room. Mm-hmm. I can't talk to her about this because she's going to verbally beat me up later and yeah. she's going to emi- emotionally withdraw from me mm-hmm. punish me mm-hmm. so that communication breakdown is the beginning of the crumble so what but what you just described is the woman is really in charge in some marriages she is yeah i know which is equally not the design no you know, and I said that in the last podcast. Yeah. This isn't about making men pay for being in charge all these years and we're going to put them in their place. No. That's what the feminist movement looks like to me. Yeah. Anyway, this is more this is mutual mutual submission, mutual care and love to, for each other. Right. You you're the other person is more important than you, but it has to be both ways or else you've got slavery. Yeah. Really? And something that or victimhood. Yeah. And something that Pat says, too, um, on the three with Sharon and Pat and Lori, which is also on the Stream Grace Network. Anyway, but Pat has said to to submit to someone, you have to be equal first. You can't submit to someone that you're not equal to. That's really good. So when it talks about mutual submission, Mm -hmm. you are just as valuable. Your gender doesn't. That's one case. The gender doesn't matter. Yeah. If okay, let's go to the next one. If mm-hmm. you're outside the church and you're not a Christian, mm-hmm. but you feel the call, you feel God calling you to this, <laughs> and you see a dysfunctional marriage mm. where a man is uh, sort of 
mistreating his wife. Mm, you, sort of. You may not go all the way to abuse. You may, you may yeah. never see that. Yeah. But you can see, I've seen it in churches where, well, anyway, you can tell mm-hmm. uh, that it's not equal or it's not mutual. Mm-hmm. Does that make church attractive to you? Well, does that make Jesus attractive? Because if, 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 you, if you say you're following Christ and yet that's how you treat your your family, your mm-hmm. spouse, yes. I don't think I want to follow a God like that. Or you have somebody in the pulpit say, women cannot teach. Mm-hmm. Women cannot be in mm-hmm. positions of authority. Yeah, I'm not signing up for up, that. And you grew up outside of that? Mm-hmm. What is attractive about mm-hmm. that? Well, and, and this is just off just a little bit, but there's a lot of stuff about evangelical Christianity that would also make you go, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, I have to give up all the stuff I like doing. Yeah. Well, sometimes, because some churches, well, what's your little joke about you can't dance because it leads, or you can't have yeah. sex because it leads to dancing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, there's dancing, there's drinking, there's all the, you know, whatever. Or, you know, you want to get to some extreme the way you dress and yeah. all of that sort of stuff. I yes. mean, if you go back to the Bill Gothard stuff that we talked about before. So, I mean, people look at that and think, if that's what God's like, what your God is like, I'm not interested at I'm all. I'm not interested, yep. So it's every, it's all of this. That's sort of related. And another thing that I think, because of my own background, that the the lack of balance in a relationship with men and women is something that leads can lead to porn. Mm. Tell tell because me about that. If I don't feel safe, mm-hmm. if I don't if I'm afraid of your emotions, and meaning that I'm probably the one dominating the relationship right right and if i'm afraid of that and, mm-hmm. and that may not be your motive at all mm-hmm. i go someplace where it's safe where women won't reject me women won't call me names yeah. women won't um withhold affection that is the that even, is the attraction of porn even though it's all fake it is fake. and you know it's it, fake. it is fake but yeah she acts like she likes me in this moment yeah and she's safe and she won't do anything to hurt me mm-hmm. because she's on a computer screen. Mm-hmm. It is not real, it is not true, but it feels safe. And isn't it virtually the same percentage of Christian men are involved in porn as oh, non-Christian? It is unbelievably high Yeah, for Christian men to be. I mean, It's I've not heard, that much different than I've, non-Christians, yeah, is I, it? I've heard numbers as high as 85 to 90%. Mm. That's a lot. That's a lot. In some form of participation in pornography. Mm-hmm. Now they may not be full blown addicts, which is there are five steps, you know, from curiosity to ruin your life at addiction mm-hmm. to porn. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so it depends on how they're defining it, right? But but, yeah. the, but uh, I mean, what do you see on TV? You could you could you know a, some of a, that could be is a soft characterizes porn. Por- yeah, yeah, it's a soft porn. Mm-hmm. And by the way, it's a trigger for guys who are addicted to it. Yeah. It can be a trigger to lead to more. Oh, um, I, I bet. Um, what is it called? Um, binging. Mm. And some women, a smaller percentage, it's, are also. No, it's a it's a large percentage. It's not as large as men. Not as large as men, but I mean. it's still a little. It's yes. still uh, it's still shockingly high. Yeah. How much women are addicted mm-hmm. to porn? Yeah. Are looking at it. Let's, yeah. I don't want to use the word addiction because addiction is a is something where you have to get help. Mm-hmm. Now, casual 
looking at porn is not <laughs> go to an good. R, go to an R-rated movie. Yeah, or, or, R-rated or, or movie. RPG. Yeah. Or, yeah. What's the new one for for X-rated? Um, I don't. There are new literature. We ones. don't watch those. We Rick. don't. I'm happy to say I don't know what that <laughs> is. But mm. I, I just had another thought. The whole porn thing is so huge and so unnecessary. If you are not addicted, you can have no idea how strong this is for a man. And as women, please don't make it about you. Yeah, that's hard. But it is hard, yeah. but you have to come to terms with this, that it's not about you. It's, but it can be about the relationship. It can be an indication of a breakdown in the relationship. Yes, yes. So, I mean, getting help is a good thing. Getting help is a good thing. Because it could be a, co- a contributing factor. Yes. Yeah. And some churches use it as a reason to divorce. Mm-hmm. They call it being unfaithful. Well, if they, if they believe in divorce at all. No, even churches that don't believe in divorce say that this is adultery, and that is you can leave him for it or separate well, from it. But him. even some churches won't recognize right, that. Right. So yeah. yeah, I mean it, it's all over the spectrum. But I lost my thought that I was going to. Darn, it's going to be great. It was. But uh, I mean, but even even the the view of of you don't expect. Christians are not, we are not supposed to look like the world. And I don't want, I don't like using the word supposed to. By our nature, we are not like the world. We are not. God has changed us. Now, sometimes we behave like it, but we are saints who choose to sin, not sinners who saved by grace, which we talk about all the time. We have Christ's nature. We have a new heart. We we have the mind of Christ. And what we want to do most of the time is not sin. And actually... We are not even supposed to have a sin consciousness, which right. we've talked about before, I think, or we'll talk about more. But Okay, you said that in a way. Mm-hmm. What we want to do is not sin. Yeah. Our desire is not to sin. Yeah. We are not... Um, it's not our makeup anymore. We're, we're, we're a new creature who has um, accepted the idea that sin is resolved. It's a no longer part of our identity. Mm-hmm. And... We hear the term, say, I'm a sinner saved by grace. (laughs) That phrase means that you still identify with sin Mm -hmm. and that you are still in bondage Mm -hmm. to to, um, sin. Paul writes, we are no longer in bondage to sin, but in Christ we are um, slaves to righteousness. Mm -hmm. We are now a slave to righteousness. That's what we want. And And when, when we... I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Well, so when we do something stupid, it doesn't feel right. That's right. And that's why. That's why. Because it's not who we are anymore. It, it goes against our identity. Right. So my point is, the world does get involved in pornography. The world does have sexual um, abuse and all of that. Yes. And, and, and in the world. Um, but when it's infiltrating believers as well. Yes. We have an identity problem then, too. Absolutely. So part of, I mean, patriarchy, hierarchy in general, came about in the garden. It was not the original design. It is it is the result of sin. Yes. So if we have a problem as believers in, in the church, Big C Church, mm-hmm. all of us, this is part of the problem, mm-hmm. is not realizing the identity of men and women and the equality and the and the 
um, we are all empowered with the Holy Spirit to love God and do what God. I mean, we, there are women that are called to teach or preach or whatever, but they they don't get to do what God's asking them to do because the church won't let them. Right. Or religious people won't right. let them do it there. They find a way anyway. Right. I mean, Beth Moore. You know, it was I guess it was John MacArthur, and they asked him about Beth Moore, and he said she should go home. Yeah. She should go home. Was it MacArthur or Piper? I think it was MacArthur. Whatever. May, may been, I think yeah. it was MacArthur. I think it was too. Either way, Beth Moore should go home. Beth Moore has influenced. She's not my most favorite person, but she's influenced women. Thousands and thousands. And I'm. Of them. I bet you men too. I'm I just saying. Yeah. But how arrogant! Yeah. Who are you to say that? I mean, it is John Piper that said, you know, if you, you know, women should be okay if they just smacks her around a couple of times. Yes. I mean, what? How incredibly evil this is, is John that Piper statement? that people look up to. Yes. I'm sorry, but that's what this causes. This attitude of men are in charge and women are inferior. And putting that kind of pressure on men mm. is actually um, caused a breakdown in the role of men. Mm-hmm. Because how many churches you've got to that are actually run by women? <laughs> that women do all the work. Yeah, but not from the pulpit. But not from the pulpit. No. How many, you go to a church, how, what's the percentage of women versus men in church? It's mostly women. It's mostly women. How many women come to church without their husbands or husbands stay home? Why? Because no, how many? Uh, but yeah, uh, why? Yeah. Why do they not come? Mm-hmm. Because they can't handle the pressure mm-hmm. of saying, you're not doing your job as a man. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of pressure on and a guy. And then women feel bad going by themselves because, well, my husband's not a spiritual leader of the family. Uh, and, it's and, embarrassing. And it causes a breakdown of affection. Yeah. Because she loses respect for him because he won't do what he's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember talking to a counselor once and saying, not you, but you know, how do I get my husband to be the spiritual leader of the family? <laughs> it's like, well, if you have to make him be the spiritual leader, then he's not really the leader. You still are. Yeah. So, Is that what he said, or the, no, first the counselor said? No, that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. No, she was telling me how to, how I should submit more to let him take the lead. No matter what I did, you, no matter what you do, sometimes he's not going to take the lead. It's that's not, not his thing. It's not his thing, and we can't pressure him into something that he just can't get his head wrapped around. Which, again, is not really in Scripture exactly like. Oh. Like we put it out right there. Right. Yeah. So. So man and if you don't i'm just saying if you don't believe me about the piper thing google it you'll find it it's a video there's there's a lot of really awful stuff out there there's a lot of damage been done Mm -hmm. by the misinterpretation of these scriptures that paul wrote to timothy not Mm -hmm. to a church Mm -hmm. or to to corinth or to corinth and a lot of it is universal, but not all of it is. I think it's Andrew Farley who yes. says, you're reading somebody else's mail. Mm-hmm. God didn't, or Paul didn't send that letter to Edmund mm-hmm. Church. Mm-hmm. He sent it to Corinth, who had their own unique problems. Some of it is applicable. Sure. A lot of it is applicable. Yeah. But to take one verse out of context and say women can't be... Yeah, no matter if you want to just Leaders. instead of just looking at all, I mean, you can go to the Greek and the Hebrew and you can find 50,000 different opinions if you want to. So let's just go back to the, the basics and look at Jesus. Yeah. Jesus had women traveling with him yes. 
and the, and with the other disciples in roles of responsibility. Yes, they didn't just follow along and feed them food. Yep. You know, some of them donated money wise. Some of them, um, they obviously taught with yep. the apostles. Right. Now they didn't have as big a platform in the Jewish community, women or the men. But that's that's regardless. Yes. There were women involved from the very beginning. Jesus talked to the Samaritan woman at the well. Who, he announced who he was mm-hmm. to that woman. Right. And she wasn't even Jewish. So he went, Jesus crossed over cultural norms and guidelines. He didn't care about any of that. And his disciples were quite frankly horrified by the idea that he was standing there talking to a Samaritan woman. They certainly were. Yeah. So when you want to think about how does God see women, you look at how Jesus sees women. (laughs) You know, and who was it? Hagar that that called God, uh, was it Elroy, the God who sees me? Yes. Okay. He had dealings with women in the Old Testament, too. Absolutely. So no more of this. It's not, you know, the scripture is clear. One thing scripture is clear about is how God treated women. And the other thing scripture is clear about is that we all share Christ. Yeah. That Christ is in all of us. And it doesn't make us have separate roles as Mm -hmm. believers. And if God calls you as a woman to do something, listen. Listen. And if, if, you, if you're having trouble finding a place to do it, just keep looking. Make your own place to do it. Make your own place to do it. Yeah. Oh, <sighs> that's, this is exhausting. I know. Tearing I'm proud of you. Oh, thank you. Because you're a radical just like me. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Rick and Lori the Radicals. <laughs> Radical fries. Radical fries. I don't know. So anyway. what, what are we talking about next week? I don't know. We haven't got a topic yet. I don't know, do we? We have a whole list of we topics. We have a list, whole list of topics. We just haven't uh, decided yet. If you guys have a topic you'd like to hear us talk about, um, or you have a, something to add to the discussion, we definitely would like to we hear it. love to hear from you. And if you'd like to support us, you can do that right there on Spotify or on our website. No hate stuff. No, just you could you could do that, but just be ready. We're going to write you back. Oh, or we're but we're going to be nice. Oh, we're going to delete you. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> and don't forget the three. Watch the three. It comes out every Tuesday morning, just like Double Tech comes out every Wednesday morning. And don't give up with don't give up on me with Rick Fry in real time. I've got mm. some great programs planned that I'm working on. Yeah, documentaries take a little longer than they do. This and a lot longer than I thought they would. Yeah, so. Find us, oneness-ministries.org, and uh, thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. Hi. I want to thank you for watching and listening to these podcasts. Our hope is that something spoke to you through them. If this is true, would you consider donating to Oneness Ministries or Oneness Production? We could use your help in maintaining the highest quality in content and production. You can donate through our website, oneness-ministries.org. Simply go to the Oneness Production tab, scroll down to the Broadcast Bucks button, and now you can become a part of helping us produce our podcasts. Thank you again for listening.